authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH icon. Uh, bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, on a just ugly, ugly, ugly New Orleans winter day. Uh, you know, last week was so spectacular. You know, not a cloud in the sky. Cool temperatures, just beautiful. And the next three days, uh, this is kind of the yuck of New Orleans weather, right? <laughs> this is uh, that when you get into a New Orleans winter, this is the only thing you maybe hate about, just the dreariness, the uh, the cold rain that we may see. But no matter what, just so damp and cold. Uh, get make sure again, uh, you got to put got a warm place to be over the next three days. That's for sure, no doubt about it. Uh, remember, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 106.1, and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. Uh, but uh, every podcasting platform out there has a link to our, our podcast. Uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram are our um, social media platforms. Renee Nato of CrestCitySports.com joined me today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, you can catch our rebroadcast at 6 p.m. tonight on LAE, 10 p.m. on The Deuce. 
WLA TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning on the Deuce at 2 a.m. Saturday afternoon on Pelican Sports Television at 5 p.m. As I mentioned on our our social media platforms, uh, we'll have the show on there today. Hopefully, hopefully tonight we'll have it. It's been a little bit slow in getting to me, but hopefully I'll get it tonight, and I'll have that posted for you. And, of course, it'll be on the WLETV YouTube page as well as ericashford.com. On our program today, which is brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, The Hideout Bar, uh, uh, is uh, none other than Gary Smith of um, Noel.com and The Wave Report. He'll join us at around, around 4.15. Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints Podcast will join us at 4.35. Ali Cassell will talk Pelicans with us at 5.15. We finish up with Glenn Gilbo talking Saints and LSU and the SEC at 5.35 from Outkick.com. I mentioned our title sponsor today, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and also don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery. Look, 200 block of Bourbon Street, right next to Galatoire, 205. It's where all the action is on Bourbon Street, right, uh, especially during the Mardi Gras season. They're selling tickets right now for all of their balconies on Bourbon Street. That's Old New Orleans Cookery. That's Mambo's. Uh, also, again, uh, you can, uh, you can uh, enjoy a, uh, a great time over at Oceana. Uh, also, again, uh, I'm not positive, but they normally, again, will, will sell some spots uh, on veterans from, at the Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear that up by, uh, by this evening for you. So, again, it's, we're starting to think Mardi Gras now. So, again, think about, again, all the Oceana family of restaurants when you're thinking Mardi Gras. And, of course, if you're going out for a great bite to eat, don't forget about Old New Orleans Cookery. First of all, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Like all Oceana restaurants, open late. Look, I drive down uh, down the street sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm like, man, what happened to my city? It used to be a late-night city, a place where you can get, where you get a late-night bite to eat. Uh, and, and not many restaurants are open late now. But the Oceana family of restaurants stay open late. So, again, if you're, you know, haven't eaten, you're craving something late, think Oceana Family Restaurants, Old New Orleans Cookery, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. But Old New Orleans Cookery, two Bourbon Street balconies for you with adjoining private rooms. You can dine in or have your next event. Uh, they got a beautiful courtyard in the back of the restaurant that, again, is beautiful by day, spectacular by night. These wonderful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You want to do a little people watching? And just belly right up there and enjoy, again, a great meal while you're doing people watching. Got a fantastic bar with great mixologists, and then they make extraordinary cocktails. And, of course, the menu, second to none, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. To find out more, nolacookery.com. And, of course, remember, whether it's um, whether you're uh, looking for a great dining experience with friends, family, maybe, again, you're trying to close that deal, that business deal, think about my friends over, at again, uh, at, at, um, at Old New Orleans Cookery. Always a good time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So, again, looking forward to, to that um, uh, as far as the Mardi Gras because I'm telling you, uh, a lot of people, two years in a row now, uh, not having Mardi Gras. Now you're looking at a situation where, uh, you know, it's going to go off and folks are going to be heading down to the quarter. I tell you right now, uh, you'd be remiss if you wouldn't go down to and, and enjoy, again, at least a meal or a drink at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, really good news today. Again, uh, if you're looking at the future of New Orleans, again, uh, Jazz Fest announced their, uh, uh, their their lineup for the upcoming uh, uh, for the upcoming uh, uh, shows that are going to be happening um, uh, this spring. Uh, really excited as always about uh, Jazz Fest. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year. Folks, you folks know that. That again, have been uh, listening to this program or watching me on TV for any 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 length of time. Uh, you look at. Um, 
at uh, what they've been able to do in terms of uh, putting together uh, another spectacular um, uh, another spectacular uh, lineup. And uh, as always, man, I tell you what, um, getting getting re- I'm, I'm already getting excited for it. Again, uh, uh, when you look at um, uh, the Who, Stevie Nicks, uh, the Foo Fighters, Jimmy Buffett, uh, Lionel Richie, uh, Willie Nelson. I mean, just a lot, a lot of great national acts and, of course, uh, international acts as well as local acts. Uh, just absolutely fantastic. Also, again, interesting. You know, I talked yesterday about Gary Chambers, the uh, uh, Senate candidate, who again was smoking a blunt in his um, in his television commercial, and again he wanted to put a spotlight on on, on again minorities being um, being uh, arrested for marijuana and imprisoned for marijuana use and, and, and possession. And I talked about him the fact that, and he did as well in his ad. Uh, about, again, the millions of dollars that we're leaving on the table by, again, not, not legalizing marijuana. And I talked about the slow drag, right? Uh, this happens all the time here in this state with the legislature uh, that, again, adults can't make their own decisions on what they want to do with their lives. And, and part of that, again, was, was sports betting. Now, we don't have mobile sports betting, okay, we're, uh, which is, again, with, where, 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 the, where the industry is going. But just in one month, just the month of December, in the 11 casinos here in Louisiana, $39.5 million was waged on, was, was wagered on, 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 um, on football. I mean, think about that, okay? Uh, just incredible, okay? $39.5 million coming out the box here. That's, no, that's money that's not going to Mississippi. And if they ultimately would have had this bill done and taken care of, monetized, and, and ultimately, again, rolled it all out at the same time, that they, they could have doubled or tripled that. Okay, especially now with the playoffs coming up, we keep hearing that again. You're going to have uh, you're going to be able to have the internet betting soon. Hopefully, again, that's going to happen sooner than later. But again, in a state that is struggling right now uh, to be able to make ends meet, and again, artificially again making ends meet because of, again the money that's coming from the federal government for COVID-19. Uh, when you look at again two things that the majority of the citizens of Louisiana want, they want sports betting. They want to be able to do it from their phone. Okay, uh, and then the other thing would be the legalization of marijuana. We are leaving so much money on the table, and especially here in the New Orleans area, the, the city of New Orleans especially, uh, where, again, uh, that, that could really help the, the bottom line in, t- in terms of, again, uh, the budget. Uh, again, we already know 900 cops street, not enough cops, even though, again, they're, they're paying top dollar in the metropolitan area. Uh, there needs to be more incentives. I said this a long time ago. we got so much blight in this town. Okay, at this point, uh, you know, if a cop comes in and they, and they want they want to be a cop here in New Orleans, uh, give them a, a, a five year plan. Get one of those uh, those uh, get those blighted properties, put them back into commerce, let, give them to the cops. And again, it's part of the, again, their contract staying in the city. Uh, we'll, we'll keep cops here if you give them a, a, a home. And at this point, you got to incentivize police to be able to be here. So there are a lot of things that we could be doing right now to be able to, again, bring in more money to the state and more money to the city that we could, we could uh, again, help in terms of incentivizing police to be able to hear, uh, come here. And, again, we just don't have the individuals who have the intestinal fortitude or the politi- want to give up the political capital to be able to go out and do that. And it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Uh, you know, and, of course, that's why, again, we're last in, every, in, in everything good and, and first in everything bad in this country. Uh, and uh, that will continue until we get new leadership going forward. All right, let's uh, head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now, uh, he's got a great website. First of all, if you're a Tulane fan, and I've said this over and over again, uh, if you're a Tulane fan, 
if you're not checking out the wave report every day, you're not keeping up what's going on with your team. Uh, and uh, Gary Smith has done a great job in putting that together. And, of course, also, again, on NOLA.com and, and the Times-Picayune and the Advocate. But, again, you're getting everything first over at the Wave Report because sometimes, you know, Gary's not writing to me that night or the next day. Uh, I would tell you, if you're a Tulane fan, get on board. Get on board with the Wave Report. And join us on the program right now is Gary Smith of the Wave Report, NOLA.com. How you doing, Gary? Doing pretty good. It's been, it's been, it's been a busy week with uh, Tulane. <laughs> Hiring coaches right and left, but um, yeah, it's uh, it, I'm, I'm I'm doing well. Uh, am I right? Am I right on? I mean, again, you you're able to get stuff stuff some stuff on nola.com online, yep. but sometimes again, it's a, there's a delay. But if yep. you're on, if you're if you're subscribed to the Wave Report, you're getting that immediately. And yeah, and space considerations sometimes in the newspaper too. I mean, the first thing if you want to go and check to see what Tulane's new offensive coordinator Jim Spavota, what his numbers were every single year that he was head coach at Central Missouri, his passing numbers and analysis of all that that got up on the uh, the wave report, um, and and that that still hasn't appeared <laughs> on NOLA.com in the detail right. that I had it up there. <laughs> so I'll tell you, folks, you're a Tulane fan, you're missing out if you if you're not you're not again subscribed to the wave report. Well, let's jump in there. We want to get the basketball, but let's talk about football because there's been a lot going on. It's not often when you, again, lure a head coach to become your offensive coordinator, but that's exactly what Willie Fritz did. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll wait and see on the offense to, to really judge it, but it certainly seems like a good fit. Um, but in, in, in fairness, um, about 13 months ago, I was telling you that Chip Long was a home run hire, and the problem there was, and I'm, I'm, I'm not coming to rip Chip Long like a lot of Tulane fans are. I mean, obviously Tulane's offense wasn't that good this year. There were extenuating circumstances with a tough schedule and Michael Pratt getting his shoulder injured in the third game. But one thing was for sure is he wasn't really a great fit with the rest of Willie Fritz's staff, and that's absolutely key because the team is always the reflection of their head coach. And in Jim Svoboda, um, who's 61 years old, he succeeded Willie Fritz as Central Missouri head coach. They have a great relationship. Um, he's His numbers as head coach, his team's offensive numbers were prolific. His passing offensive numbers were numbers that haven't been seen around Tulane since Sean King's season in 19, last season in 1998. So, so I, I, I think it's a good fit. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see till, till the season starts. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's just a guy. He's gonna Willie Fritz is going to be more comfortable with him than he was with Chip Long, and I think he's going to be more comfortable with Willie Fritz than, than Chip Long was. So just starting there, it, it, it's a plot. It's a positive. Let me say this, Gary. Again, you, you kind of ripped yourself indirectly about about the Chip yeah. Long hire. Look, on paper, it looked like yeah, a great hire. It, it, it I mean, was. I mean, anybody that, looked, that saw that hire, I don't yeah. care where you were, you look at that hire, yeah. you say, that's a great hire. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he was, he, first of all, he was personal best friends with Will Hall um, to start off with, and he was a Frank Broyles assistant coach of the year candidate at, at Notre Dame. I mean, yeah, Tulane never hired anybody like that, like almost ever, <laughs> um, as, a, as, a, as a coordinator. So, yeah, I'm not – I'm only ripping myself in high – I mean, I, I, I mean, Tulane finished near the bottom of the conference in, in scoring and offense, so that tells you all you need to know about, about what happened on offense. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I was wrong to say it was a – at the time that it was a home run hire, but it certainly turned – out i'm not even sure I'm, i don't even think they made it to first base right what about the offense what will we say what type of offense do you think Swoboda's is going to run I think it's going to be different. I, his, I mean, you know, the big question is it's obviously a huge jump from Division Two to, 
can you do the same stuff at the um, at the FBS level in the American Athletic Conference that you can in, in, in Division Two? But this guy put up some hellacious passing numbers, and they did. It's not like they didn't run the ball. Willie Fritz is never going to have a team that doesn't run the ball. But this guy's first year as head coach at Central Missouri, they averaged 379 passing yards a game. <laughs> Needless to say, that would that would shatter any Tulane record. Um, and then in 2019, uh, they finished second in the in in, in the country in, in in total. No, second in the country in passing yards with 346 per game, and number one in the nation in total offense with 547. He obviously he's the head coach. He wasn't the offensive coordinator, but but I, I still take you back to that very first year he was head coach at Central Missouri with a different offensive coordinator than he had um, that year. He, he he threw for 380 yards a game. I, I think this is going to be an offense that takes advantage of of Michael Pratt's skills. And and also the other key is, and again, you got to extrapolate from division two, but their quarterbacks were rarely touched and sacked very little because they got the ball out quickly. And that is absolutely pivotal at Tulane because Michael Pratt just took too many hits last year and they have to, and, and there were too many chances where times where he was just open to hits. And this guy runs a system that protects the quarterback. And I think that might be the most important thing of them all. If he can, if, if that can be just as effective as Tulane is at central Missouri, Michael Pratt can do some really good things. If he's upright <laughs> that he couldn't do when he was running for his life. Gary Smith of the wave report and NOLA.com is our guest. They also add a, uh, add some, uh, add three other coaches, including mm-hmm. again, uh, Gerald Chapman, defensive line coach, who was an analyst at LSU. Talk about mm-hmm. the other additions. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it, it's, it's four additions. And, uh, okay. and, and, and if you want to do the math, that means <laughs> there will be either, I'm assuming these guys aren't coming to Tulane to not be full-time assistants. So if you do the math, that means that there are going to be two demotions coming forward because they, you have a maximum of 10 assistant coaches that can be game day coaches. And right now Tulane has 12 coaches on their staff, but uh, Jer- yeah, Gerald Chapman, I think is a, is a good choice. Um, uh, analyst at LSU. Uh, you know, I, it, I was actually a little surprised that Byron Dawson got, got fired. Um, defensive line coach. They, they, they actually progressed as the year went along, but from, from what I'm hearing, he didn't really get along with his players very well. That they they didn't they they didn't relate to him. Um, they they were there was kind of a little dissension there, and and so that's why they made the move move there. Um, they're getting a really energetic coach in in, in Gerald Chapman. I, I think that was a good move. Um, they went to Georgia <laughs> National Championship Georgia and brought in Robbie Disher to be special teams coach. Now let's see how that plays out. Willie Fritz has never had a special teams coach before. The, the, he he's kind of the special teams coach, right. and um, and they've always had an analyst um, or a graduate assistant be the would be the special teams coach who's not a game day coach but I don't I don't think I don't think Robbie Disher was only an analyst at Georgia but I don't think he's leaving Georgia national championship Georgia to come to Tulane if he's not going to be a full-time assistant mm-hmm. um, and then they and then Gino Wade um, offensive line coach from from Georgia Southern um, and uh, Derek Sherman who's spent some time as a, a analyst at Tulane previously is coming back and that that's also interesting because his position hasn't been announced, but his, almost all of his experience is, is with wide receivers. I kind of have a feeling he'll end up being Tulane's wide receivers coach, and that's definitely an area where, where Tulane needs to upgrade because Tulane's wide receivers 
pretty much for the entire Willie Fritz era have not been up to par. The one exception, obviously, was when they had Darnell Mooney and uh, and Jalen McCluskey. And I don't I don't think anybody as good as Darnell Mooney was at Tulane. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. watched him at Tulane and thought, hey, this guy's going to become an absolute NFL stud. Which, which the guy has, so oh, I think yes. it's pretty important that Tulane upgrades at that at that position, and, and maybe bringing maybe maybe bringing uh, this guy Derek Sherman in will help in that department. Tulane also still very active in the transfer portal. They again were able to bring in an All South One Conference cornerback. Uh, Talk about it. Yeah, it's another an, uh, another good pick. Um, they 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 needed that. They they've actually brought in two defensive backs. They they they're bringing in a safety from 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 Duke too. But that. Uh, again, anybody that watched Tulane this year, their secondary was a weakness, and then they were. Uh, they, um, if you watched, I watched practice every day, and and Tulane's wide receivers struggled to to get by the the secondary, and then in every single game, it seemed like wide receivers were running right past Tulane's secondary, particularly in the first half of the year. So they they needed some some new blood. Um, Jalen Monroe is leaving. I actually. He was never a fan favorite. He did give up some big plays, but he actually made a lot of plays for, for Tulane, too. They needed a replacement for him. Um, I, I, transfer portal is the easiest way to do it these days, um, I, and, I, and I, 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 it, it, was, it was helpful for Tulane for sure. Shift gears to the Tulane basketball team. Talk a little bit about Ron Hunter's club. They're, you know, they, they they had a tough loss on Saturday at home against SMU, but that's yeah. a tough loss you like to see. <laughs> that in the past, whenever Tulane had any, there weren't very many significant games that Tulane has ever played in the American Athletic Conference because they've pretty much been near the bottom almost every year. But when they did play a significant game, they looked terrible and were blown out at home year after year after year. This was not that case. This was an SMU team that hit 15 three-point shots. <laughs> um, they're they're. Their, their point guard who led the league in scoring and assists last year, seven for 10 from three point range saying Tulane was in foul trouble, which we talked about last, last time is, is, is mm-hmm. a concern for Tulane saying all that Tulane was down one with a minute and 45 seconds left and had the ball, um, got a charging call. Um, uh, Kevin Cross fouled out and SMU hit two threes, Tulane lost, but it was another solid performance by Tulane. You, you want to win these games, but if they keep playing like that, they're going to be in contention in the American Athletic Conference. They have a huge game this Saturday at UCF. Like most of the teams in the league, UCF has been up and down. They got blown out by South Florida, which is probably the worst team in the league. But then they bounced back and won their next game, on, on um, I, I think, against East Carolina. Um, it, it, it's a road game. All road games are tough. I think that it, it's a huge game this Saturday for Tulane. It doesn't even matter how they play. They just have to find a way to win. If they win, they're five and two and squarely in the in the American Athletic Conference race, um, which which is which is wonderful to see after the way Tulane started this year in the nine conference. Privateers are, are five hundred right now, one and zero in in the Southland. Talk uh, uh, about yeah. Slusters team. Yeah, well, they they saved their best for the for the for the first conference game. That's for sure. I, I covered the Nichols game on on, on Saturday. Um, in, in in fairness, to Nichols' best best player, Ty Gordon, who was four consecutive All Conference Player of the Week, was coming off a knee injury, wasn't at full strength, but UNO still played an absolutely terrific game in a game they absolutely had to win after a disappointing non-conference performance for for them. Um, they were in control of that game from from start to finish. Like you know, Troy Green came back for his COVID extra COVID year because he wanted to win a conference championship. Derek St. Hilaire, his backcourt mate, came back for an extra year because he wanted to win a conference championship. 
UNO looked nothing like a team that could contend for the conference championship in November and December, but they turned it up a notch against Nichols. They play South. They play Southeastern Louisiana tonight at Lakefront Arena. I'll be there again. Um, that's the other team. The, the, those three Louisiana teams are the contenders to, to win the league. If UNO can get that yes. win too and get off to a two and O start, that'll be quite a statement um, and, and, a, and, a, and an important statement for a team that, that, that looked like they were really struggling going into that Nichols game. And finally, Loyola lost a game. Again, they're 16-1. and one. Uh, yep. Again, they've lost one game in the conference. They lost to Faulkner over, over the weekend. Um, but uh, still number one in the NAIA. Yeah, I'm, and I will be covering them at some point this year. I was due to cover them last week, and they had to take a COVID break and had a home game canceled. <laughs> so, so that ended those plans on on the spot. But no, they're 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 really good. They, I mean, that that's a that's a program that that, uh, that can compete for for in a, for a national championship. Um, they they not quite playing as well now. They, the previous game before they lost, they were down by double digits in the second half and came back and won. But you said it, sixteen and one. Um, Got to figure they'll 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 get it back in gear gear soon and uh, any and yep. people who've been upset about no coverage of Loyola and I understand you're upset when they're ranked number one in the country that's going to change in the Advocate very soon. Yep, yep, and and of course again they got a great guy covering it in yourself, Gary. I appreciate your time each and every week. Some great knowledge on again Tulane, UNO, Loyola. Uh, talk to you, talk to the Hill of folks about your fantastic website. How folks can subscribe. How they can follow you on social media. And they can check yeah. you out online and on and in the paper. Sure, it's Tulane.Rivals.com. TheWaveReport.com is is my website. It's about eight dollars a month um, yearly subscription, just under a uh, hundred dollars. Um, it, it's worth it. You, you're 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 my biggest advertiser. I love every time you talk about it, but it's true. The stuff it's true. That, you, the stuff that I write about, you don't get anywhere else. You're just not you're not going to get it even in my coverage for the Advocate for NOLA.com. It's in, it's in more detail. Um, you got to check out that site if you're a true Tulane fan. Um, that's 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 the way to go. Um, at Gare Smith, G U E R Smith. That's that's my um, social media. My Twitter account. Breaking news: When I finally was yep. able to confirm um, that Savota was going to be the new off, new offensive coordinator, I that was I got that up there immediately. And then of course the NOLA.com and the Advocate daily coverage. Um, and uh, actually, just just um, just finished a, a, a story today. You get, anybody wants to go check it out on the website, it'll be up there shortly. There you go. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for your time. We'll check in with you next week. Thanks for having me on the show. Always, Gary Smith, again, Wave Report, Noble.com, The Advocate, and uh, covering, again, all the local teams, Tulane, UNO, Loyola, doing it all uh, for The Advocate. Hey, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, if you're in the market for a generator, think Burkhardt. That's right, single-day install. We'll sit down with you, whether it's your home or your business, do a consultation with you, let you know, again, all the options you have in terms of a generator. When you choose that generator, they put you on the uh, on the counter for a single-day install. Again, also, financing available generators. You can, you can finance it over time. A new install quality check after one month. That's what they do with everything they install for you. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then, of course, the service after the sale. 24-7, 365 emergency service. When your generator goes down, they are there to get you back up and running. No excuses. All the, all the parts you need stocked at their warehouse in Mandeville. They'll have it for you. They'll get to you quickly with 15 trucks in the field. 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust with generator sales and service. It's Burkhardt. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. 
Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. File in a way that fits you and get the refund you deserve, guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt Tax Pros can help you find thousands worth of new tax credits. Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection from Terry Parkway to the Camp Street exit. In the meantime, delays are going to be solid if you're traveling along 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling along 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. And look out for accidents on your surface streets, Cleveland at South Claiborne. Also, look out for an accident, Dante at Earhart, Melfamine at St. Charles. Also out in the east, Morrison Road at Benson Court. And also look out for a fender bender, North Galvis at Pauline. And in the meantime, look out for an accident that's blocking the right lane, 10 westbound at Veterans. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. 
Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. I want to thank Gary Smith for joining us on the program for the Wave Report, NOLA.com. Just a couple minutes away from our friend Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints Podcast. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, uh, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, voted number one, one, num, voted number one um, uh, restaurant uh, in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, again, a place where you can go and get some amazing cocktails, a great beer selection, and a mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. And I'm telling you, you go into Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, you will find something, again, on that menu, even for the most finicky eater. Eater Again, uh, a great meal where you can hang out with friends, family. And then, of course, if you love sports, it's a great place to go because it's really a great restaurant uh, with, a, with a kind of a sports bar touch to it. 30-plus uh, TV screens all over the restaurant. You'll never miss a play. As I say all the time, even have TVs in the restroom. You will never miss a play. And then if you're a memorabilia buff like myself, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's a perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. They are open late, lunch and dinner. I don't want to hear there's no restaurants open late in Metairie because Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is open late. Uh, they're open seven days a week. It's 4101 uh, Veterans at Lake Villa. Don't forget, if you're a, a, a Metairie parade goer, uh, you can uh, rent a parking spot over at uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant during, for the parade route. Uh, contact them at the restaurant. Uh, so, again, whether it's a meal, whether it's Mardi Gras, whether you're going there for all the great games, it's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Uh, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Yeah, you're right. All right, uh, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program, does a fantastic job uh, covering the New Orleans Saints uh, for the Locked On Saints podcast. Ross Jackson joins us on the program. Ross, how are you? Hey, buddy, doing just fine, man. Glad to be here with you. How's it going? Oh, it's doing fantastic. Ross, let's let's talk about this first. <laughs> you know, this is the the I guess the the uh, uh, the, the conversation to jour uh, this week in, on the Nash for the National Pundits, and that is Sean Payton to everywhere. Whether it's going to be in the booth, whether it's going to be in a situation where he's um, uh, going to Dallas. Talk a bit about the situation. No, you pretty much hit it there. I mean, every every team seems to be in on John Payton except for the team that he plays that he's actually coaching for, right? Yeah, no doubt about it, Ross. I mean, again, it's unfortunate too. But but talk about the situation, if you would. I mean, again, I don't think he's going anywhere. Do you? Uh, Ross Jackson dropped. We'll uh, tell you what. Let's take a quick break here. Let's knock this break out so we get Ross back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard. Or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. 
I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. A new year comes with new excitement, new ambitions, new milestones. Is this the year you pop the question, have a child? Celebrate a major anniversary. At Diamonds Direct, we're here for you, now more than ever. With our vast selection of exquisite hand-picked diamonds, our world-renowned designer jewelry collections, our industry-leading warranties and guarantees, and our people. People with a passion for helping you mark any occasion with something that's both meaningful and timeless. And our commitment to providing exceptional value is stronger than ever in the new year. Whether you're just starting out on a tight budget or whether you're splurging on that 30th anniversary gift, Diamonds Direct will make sure you get the price that you expect from America's premier direct diamond importer. Welcome to a new year and welcome to Diamonds Direct, where extreme value combines with the ultimate luxury shopping experience to create that truly magical moment for the milestones in your life. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. I want to have a seafood bar. I don't know what to do. Hey there, it's Jeremy Shriver, owner of Nola Boils and Catering. Have you booked your on-site crawfish catering event yet? Well, now's the time. Whether you're entertaining a small group of family or friends or hosting a large annual corporate event, Nola Boils is prepared to come straight to you. Need on-site catering, charboiled oysters, beverages, tables, tents, chairs? We handle it all. It's crawfish time, y'all. Call us at 504-782-6070. You book it, we cook it. NolaBowls.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. Of course, don't forget about the Hideout Bar, as well as Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, all part of the Oceana Family of Restaurants, all open seven days a week, all open for lunch and dinner. Oceana open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and folks, all are open late. If you're looking for a late-night place to eat, think about, again, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. All open late. All right, Ross Jackson with us as we reconnect with Ross uh, from uh, a Locked On Saints podcast. Ross, I was asking you about all the rumors about Sean Payton. First of all, 
you know, I never bought into the Dallas rumors because of, again, the Jerry Jones situation, uh, meddling again. He's the general manager. I think if he could get away with it, he'd be the head coach of the Cowboys. Uh, the <laughs> fact that, is, again, his daughter and son are now in their early 20s. And, and again, it's not like you're trying to get back to Dallas to be close to your kids because they're in, they're in school. And, of course, I believe Megan's working for one of the networks now. Uh, Connor is in school. Uh, so, again, it's, that's not a situation there. Uh, he has complete autonomy here in New Orleans. Again, he's pretty much the boss of the football operations. Uh, any other place he would go, he probably would not have that type of autonomy. And he's the third highest paid head coach in the NFL. I just I don't see where all this is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And and the one of the latter points that you made about the autonomy, the sort of um, the the say that he has, the organizational direction and the roster building and you know, other decisions made around the organization in terms of coaching staff. And uh, those things to me are hard to give up and put yourself in a situation to where you're working with, you know, uh, an owner that tends to overstep or an owner that tends to be overly involved in certain cases like Jerry Jones. And so that that's kind of the big thing for me is you'd really be putting yourself in a, in a very specific situation that is so starkly contrasting what you're a part of, what you've helped to build as well in new orleans um i know that you know folks love to say that you know jerry jones loves sean payton sean payton loves dallas but i think sean payton loves new orleans and new orleans loves sean payton back and i think that 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 means something uh for this organization considering all the twists and turns that it's been through and sort of the 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 big shift that this organization and that this uh that this team has taken with Mm -hmm. sean payton at the helm it's hard for me to picture a world in which he knowingly leaves that, if that makes sense. I, I agree with you, Ross. I just don't see it. Now, maybe one day he retires, uh, and then mm-hmm. maybe again he gets, you know, he's out for a couple of years and he decides, man, I've still got the, the, the batteries going, and maybe he jumps in with another team. Maybe it's a possibility. Maybe he goes into TV. Look, TV's not as easy as a lot of people think it is. I mean, look, ask <laughs> those that are, that are criticizing Drew Brees right now. Uh, you know, uh, so, you know, that's not always a fluid situation for a coach or a quarterback to be able to go in there uh, and, and, and to be able to take over over a prominent role on a network. So we'll see how that plays out. I just, when you're in a situation where you control everything, it's hard for me to believe he's going to walk away. And also he has something to prove. Look, a lot of people believe, that say again, that he won that Super Bowl because he had Drew Brees. You know, now again he's in the situation where he has to develop another quarterback and again get back to another Super Bowl, which solidifies him as a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame coach, pardon me. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a big turning point for this organization in terms of, you know, its modern era, right? And all of a sudden, he has an opportunity to rebuild this team and his vision. Um, you know, a, a defensive-led team, a run-heavy team, they can rebuild the passing offense this offseason, retool there. There are so many opportunities that still lie ahead, especially going into this offseason, when there are, I think what some people would look at as holes and, and vulnerabilities, but instead I think Sean Payton and, the, and their coaching staff, his coaching staff tend to look at things like this as opportunities to sort of usher this team into its next steps. And I think Sean Payton would very much a want to be a part of that, but then B want to lead that charge and be the guy that's able to, you know, keep this team relevant, keep this team competing after building it up once looking forward to building it up again. Yeah, I would agree. Ross Jackson with his Locked On Saints uh, podcast. Ross, we've been talking all week long about the quarterback position. I made a statement on Monday, uh, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, that I felt that, um, the, uh, that, that, that there was not a lot of difference, in my opinion, between uh, Garoppolo, Derek Carr, 
and Jameis Winston. And especially if, again, you have to come up with, a, with again, a, uh, a package to be able to go get a car or get a Garoppolo. And then, again, you're paying their last year their deal. You're probably extending them long term. Where with Jameis Winston, you have a possibility, since he's been in the room for two years, uh, coming off that injury, where, again, maybe there won't be a, a, big, a big market for him. And maybe you can get a incentive-laden, proven-to-me deal, you know, maybe a one- or two-year deal with him and then see what's going to happen next. What are your thoughts about, again, Garoppolo, Carr, and Winston, compare and contrast, and then what it would take to get a Carr or, or, or a Garoppolo in New Orleans if ultimately those teams would move on? That's a great, great question. And I think for me, when you look at Winston, Carr, and Garoppolo specifically, the thing that a lot of people are going to sort of talk about to elevate Derek Carr, to elevate Jimmy Garoppolo in that conversation is their ability to run these West Coast complicated in Jimmy G in, in Jimmy Garoppolo's lane, uh, the 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 Kyle Shanahan offense, right? But still, this quick pass West Coast fit. Well, I think Jameis Winston gives you that too, and he proved that he could give you that last year when he threw only thirty six percent of his passes beyond twenty yards in terms of his drop back to pass conversion rate, and so. I think that you know when you look at what it is that Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo can bring, you can still get that, I believe, with Jameis Winston, but you also get the big arm that Jameis Winston has. If you saw on full display in connections with Deontay Harris and Marquez Callaway and Kenny Stills at different points throughout um, the New Orleans Saints season throughout his first five weeks. And so that's part of the compare and contrast in terms of play style. And I think the other piece of it is that, sure, Derek Carr has run this West Coast quick pass offense Sure, Jimmy Garoppolo has also run a West Coast-style passing offense that has you know, gotten a lot of help from its run game. They've got a great run game in San Francisco and has run this complicated you know, list of play calling that Kyle Shanahan puts together. But so has Jameis Winston over the past two years, and specifically he's done it with Sean Payton and with Jabriz, right, learning it directly from the places that he would be calling it. So I think that means something. I think the salary cap navigation of it all means something as well. And not having to give up draft assets for Jameis Winston, I think, should be something to keep in mind. Um, I know draft value tends to vary around the NFL. Um, you know, the Los Angeles Rams clearly not as invested in their draft picks the way that some teams are. But I think that in order to get a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Derek Carr in New Orleans, you'd have to give up at least a second-round pick. And then potentially, thanks to the Carson Wentz trade last offseason, some type of conditional pick in the next season in 2023 that is either a third that can become a two or a two that could become a one based upon percentage of snaps played, games won, or even playoff appearances. So I think that when you look at the balance there in terms of what it would cost to get one of those players in the building, the cost-risk sort of evaluation for me favors Jameis Winston in that conversation. The draft gurus over at ESPN have the Saints picking Kenny Pickett at 18 out of Pitt, a quarterback. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Saints going after a quarterback high in this draft? I don't see it, if I'm being honest. I don't see it in this draft, uh, especially because, you know, it, there are some quarterbacks that are going to be taken in the first round because of positional value, but is there actually first-round talent at the quarterback position Hard to say, and certainly we'll see that over the course of this draft process. I'm personally not really a fan of any first-round quarterbacks in this particular draft class. So I think that the Saints would be wise either in spending that first-round pick on 
an offensive lineman. You have some really, really great athletic options at offensive tackle this season. Of course, wide receiver. There are several first-round options to where they wouldn't even need to move from 18 in order to be able to get somebody that could have an immediate impact at that position. I would say that the draft will very likely focus more on the offensive side around the quarterback as opposed to the quarterback itself, and instead allowing the teams ahead of pick 18 to invest in those quarterback spots, dropping some of those other positions that do carry high value for New Orleans down to them at 18. Um, I said this to you the last thing you were on. I really believe that the fit here in New Orleans for P.J. Williams and Quan Alexander is better than maybe any other team. Now, again, they may make some more money elsewhere, but, again, there's a niche here for them. The big question outside of those two guys who are unrestricted free agents on the defense is Marcus Williams and what the Saints will do there. Suppose they offered him a top-five contract last year. He turned it down. They, they, they uh, franchise tagged him. I don't think it's prohibited from the franchise tag him this year, which means, again, he's still looking for top dollar. What do you think happens there? Yeah, look, I, I think the Saints will very likely pull out every stop that they can to get Marcus Williams to remain a New Orleans Saint moving into next season and hopefully longer than that. I think that, you know, 120% of what the Saints paid to him last year, which was around $10 million, would put them just over $12 million this year if they decided to franchise tag him again. Yes, they'd have to make that space and figure out how to get that space, but I don't think that that's far enough from impossible or unreasonable for them to do that. But I think first and foremost, they'll make another offer to him. They already have, you know, like you mentioned, that top five salary contract that they tried to offer him last year per reports. If that's there, then all of a sudden they have a boilerplate. They have a, a foundation to begin with so they can start a little bit further, deeper into the conversation once they're ready to start having that conversation. Marcus Williams and his camp were smart to take the, you know, to, to not take the long-term deal last year because he should get paid more this offseason based on his performance in 2021. Uh, you know, he has a couple of plays every now and then that make you shake your head, but, I mean, he's the guy that, at the, at the safety position that played over 300 coverage snaps that forced the most incompletions, that was targeted the least, and then was top five in terms of snaps per reception allowed. It's exactly what you want to see from a starting safety. He's one of the best in the NFL, and I think the Saints are going to be you know, willing and able to uh, find a way to make sure he is paid as such to keep him in in New Orleans, whether it's via a second franchise tag or, more ideally for the team, uh, a long-term deal. Um, obviously receiver is a big need for this team. There's supposed to be a, a very deep draft with wide receivers. Some of those top wide receivers got injured toward the, toward the end of the season. Saints are picking it at 18, as you mentioned. Uh, so again, another they, they like to go big with their first-round pick, so it would not be a surprise to see them go offense, offensive tackle once again, offensive guard. Uh, right, uh, you know, but also, when you look at the, uh, the, the free agent market for wide receivers as well, how, how, how strong is that market? We believe the, the wide receiver market in the, uh, in, in the draft is pretty strong. How strong is that, is that market going to be when it comes to free agency? Yeah, the outlook right now with the wide receiver market is actually pretty good. I mean, we'll see how many of those players get franchise tagged, how many of these players end up, you know, with long-term deals and, and things like that. But this class is going to be headlined by some talent. I mean, Devontae Adams, you've got Chris Godwin. Both of mm -hmm. those are very likely to be at least franchise tagged where they are. 
but could find their way into free agency. And then some of the other guys to watch out for are going to be a couple of receivers out of uh, out of Dallas, like uh, Cedric Wilson, as well as Michael Gallup, who are both extremely mm-hmm. talented. Allen Robinson out of Chicago. They franchise tagged him last year, unlikely to franchise tag him again. He'll very likely hit the market this offseason. And if that's the case, I could see New Orleans being interested in you know a, a player just like him. He is a, a more sort of proven version of Cameron Meredith, who they tried to um, you know invest in years ago. Yes. And so I think that that free agency market, which is where the New Orleans Saints always try to fill holes, right? Their first priority is always in-house free agents, True. retaining the talent, filling holes in free agency, and then going best player available in the draft. So that wide receiver pool in free agency could very well be where the Saints go to add talent at pass catcher. Do you also see that at the tight end position going with a veteran tight end as opposed to maybe, I mean, they're already young at that position right now, and so mm-hmm. does, and as opposed to drafting a tight end? Yeah, absolutely. They certainly could, especially if they wanted to get more of that veteran presence. I think Nick Vanette, even though he was in and out of the lineup for the Saints last year, was a great addition for them when he was available. I'm sure they would love to have another one of those veteran presences that could be a part of that. Guys like um, uh, uh Oh, the, there's a you know a, a veteran guy that's coming out of Chicago here soon that's going to be hitting the market again that they've been in on before Jesse James. Uh, there's going to be you know some of the younger guys like Mike Desicki that could potentially right. hit the market. I mean, there's some really good talent out there as well as some players that were underutilized at their position within you know the teams that they played for. Guys like. Uh, guys like Jeremy Sprinkle in Dallas who were stuck behind Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz, who's also set to be uh, available here soon. Uh, guys like O.J. Howard from across the division in Tampa Bay, who's been consistently buried behind first Cameron Brait, now both Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski. Those are all really great options that the Saints could potentially pursue. They could go with you know a guy that hasn't really been able to prove and live up to his draft stock like Evan Ingram, or they could go a little bit safer and play it towards guys that are you know, going to be a little bit cheaper like um, uh, Demetrius Harvey, for instance. So there are a lot of players they could potentially end up reaching out for at that tight end position in the free agent market as well. I think it's a, very, um, it's a, it's a well-populated uh, market for sure. The second season is always as much as in season, isn't it? Again, when you talk about the draft and free agency, and it's always fun to be able, again, to talk about the possibilities down the line here for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Ross, always a pleasure. Tell the folks about your fantastic uh, podcast, how folks can subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks as always for having me on, and thanks for your patience with the uh, technical difficulties today as well. Uh, for folks Not that are issue. interested, you can I appreciate it. Uh, for folks that are interested, you can always follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola N O L A. If you're interested in the uh, daily podcast, you can find that wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Just search Locked On Saints. 25 to 30 minutes every day, giving you everything you need to know around uh, your New Orleans Saints. And always a pleasure to be here with you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate your time, uh, and we'll check in with you very, very soon. Absolutely. Ross Jackson does a great job. Locked on Saints podcast, knowledgeable again, uh, and uh, very, very entertaining. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Heat goes out, especially over these next few days. Call Burkhardt. You'll be out. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. They'll get you up and running. So, again, you got heat in the home. Uh, as always, again, um, Make sure that, uh, remember, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. And truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceanic Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cook- Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Counter Restaurant. We'll be right back.
cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 right here each and every weekday afternoon on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Uh, the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, free mobile apps uh, for your phone or tablet. You can take the show with you anywhere. Also can download the podcast of those apps. Uh, Nash FM 106.1, ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor is our home base, but uh, you can join us uh, via podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You should be able to find it fairly easily. Um, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports coming up in less than an hour on WLAE-TV. Renee Nato of CrestedSports.com joined us. He broke down the transfer portal uh, for both LSU and Tulane. We talked Saints. He talked about, again, uh, the uh, upcoming uh, free agency as 
well as um, the draft. Looked at back at the uh, season that was. We talked some Pels. Also, we talked college basketball. LSU, Tulane, UNO, and Loyola all were mentioned on today's program. Uh, and, of course, we even talked a little bit about Dale Brown, who Renee's had a long-lasting relationship with Dale Brown on the program. So a lot to discuss today. Hope you get out there and enjoy it either tonight at 6 on LAE, 10 o'clock tonight on The Deuce, WLAE TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE, 2 a.m. on The Deuce every Saturday morning, every Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. We'll try to have that up for you for tonight. And also, again, on the, um, on the World Wide Web at uh, ericasher.com and also the WLATV YouTube page. All right, I want to thank Gary Smith for joining us in our number one uh, from uh, NOLA.com and the Wave Report. Ross Jackson did a great job from Locked on Saints podcast. Coming up in just a few minutes, uh, there's going to be Alec Cassell, the Bird Rights, right around uh, 5.15. And then we'll finish up with Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com. He's going to join us on the program, uh, and we'll talk some LSU with him. Also, some Saints if we get a chance. I want, want to get into some Saints. Mike Triplett of ESPN had a great article today. Uh, I don't know if you guys are following Mike on Twitter, uh, or, again, if you go and check out his articles, you got to check this one out. Uh, today is the second anniversary of the infamous uh, Nola No Call, uh, which, again, uh, you know, blocked the Saints' opportunity to get to a Super Bowl. Um, and he did a deep dive into officiating against the Saints since 2018. Since 2018, the Saints have finished 30th, 31st, and 32nd and tied for 31st in penalties called against their opponents, both accepted and declined. If you are a Saints fan and you thought you were getting the raw end of the deal all these years, again, it is not, again, your imagination. Uh, It is there, okay? It's there, and it's there statistically, and it shows it, okay? 30th, 31st, 32nd, tied for 31st, since 2018 in terms of penalties called against their opponents, both accepted and declined. Okay, now we can talk about a myriad of reasons why. Uh, you know, you go back to the no no call, everything that happened in the aftermath of that, Sean Payton was on the competition committee, kind of, again, forced them, uh, their, their hand in terms of, again, a, a replay that really did not fit uh, what was going on in terms of, again, that particular call. Um, uh, you could say maybe the officials took it out on them or whatever it is. But, again, uh, again, the statistics don't lie. I mean, you could talk about a lot of things, but stats don't lie. And, again, when you're looking at a situation where your team is consistently getting call- calls against them, and you're going to tell me that opponents come into the Dome or the Saints are taking on their opponents and they're getting their best game. And, and then, again, they're, they're, they're getting the game where, again, they don't commit any penalties. It's a penalty-free game. They're ever free. Give me a break. Give me a break. Now, again, some of the the officials will say, well, you know, we're just taking it game by game. Look, it's pretty obvious, again, it's human error. It's a human that's behind the whistle. And uh, if there is some prejudice there one way or the other against a team for whatever reason, you know, maybe they felt like Sean Payton and the organization was going after the officials. And they said, we'll show you. Who knows at this point? But, again, when you get into those situations, as 2018, as Mike did the research on, where the Saints have finished 30th, 31st, 32nd, a tie for 31st in penalties called against their opponents, both accepted and declined, uh, that is a trend, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? If they were in Vegas, they would look at that particular trend when they're putting up uh, the, the odds on your team. So, I mean, again, the, this, is ha- the, this has happened uh, for the first time for four straight years against a team. The last time that happened was the 70s against the, with the Green Bay Packers. 70 to 73 Green Bay Packers where this was going on. 
Uh, and you don't tell me that, that ultimately, again, that, that's, that there's not something fishy going on at the NFL. Saints have never gotten a break. They haven't gotten a break since Bounty Gate, Viking and Bra- uh, Gate. Uh, you know, again, the, the NFL used the Saints uh, winning the Super Bowl and uplifting a, um, an entire city and community and the Gulf Coast uh, as a selling point for the league, right? They capitalized on that. Uh, but then on, on the flip side, since Viking and Gate, since Bounty Gate, uh, it's been one thing after another. And I, look, I've said it before. You know, again, they were able to force Gruden out of Oakland. I'm, I'm sorry, out of, out of Las Vegas. Uh, they weren't able to force Peyton out of New Orleans. You know, Tom Benson was having none of it. And maybe, again, that's, that's the fallout that we see year and years and years later because, uh, again, the Saints continue to be on the short end of the stick when, when it comes to officiating calls. And, look, it's more often than not, and now the stats are bearing it out. So great job by Mike Triplett. Uh, for, for, again, an, another, another fine article, another deep dive into this. I know I was thinking it all along. I know it felt that way, but I didn't have the stats to prove it. But these are the stats to prove it now. So, again, uh, you, know, I, uh, you know, I'd like to say things are going to change, but come on. <laughs> I don't know how much things are going to change. Look, first of all, I don't want Sean Payton going anywhere, okay? All this talk about Sean Payton to everywhere, I don't want him going anywhere. Okay, again, he's got a challenge on his hands, and I know he's a guy that can accept the challenge and can turn this team around into another Super Bowl contender. Again, I told you yesterday, they're not far away. They got a defensive Super Bowl contending team right now, uh, and, and, and they just need to tweak the offense some. And, and I'm, I'm all in on a second run with Jameis Winston. I'm all in on a, on a second run with Jameis Winston. Now, again, if, if you get a chance to get an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, you know, I may not feel that way. But right now, as I said before, if you're going to compare and contrast Derek Carr, Garoppolo, and Winston, what, what, what they do, their skill sets on the field, and then what it's going to cost you to bring them in, salary cap, and then, and then draft uh, capital, I'm staying with Winston for another year, okay, and at least seeing what he can do. And then, look, upgrade the wide receiver position, upgrade the tight end position, backfill that, that, that uh, offensive line. Saints are going to be right back. Uh, but, again, one thing you cannot control is officiating against your team. And I'll say it again, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you just tuning in. Again, Mike Trippett did an article today uh, looking into, again, officiating against the New Orleans Saints since 2018. The Saints have finished 30th, 31st, 32nd, and tied for 31st in penalties called against their opponents, both accepted and declined. So that tells you all you need to know about, again, whether the Saints are getting a fair shot with officiating the NFL, and they're not. And let's face it, I hear this narrative now all around the NFL, right? Oh, we need full-time officials, full-time. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Full-time officials? They should have had full-time officials a decade ago. And then even after the Nola no call, that should have been the last straw. Uh, and and for, for, for a franchise, for a, a, a league that makes as much money as the NFL does, not to have to- full-time officials, uh, and especially now with gambling involved in this, it, it's absolutely ludicrous. So, again, it was not your imaginations, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the officiating has been horrible against the New Orleans Saints. All right, let's talk some uh, NBA. Ali Cassell is with us from the Bird Rice, does a fantastic job covering the Pels. We have him each and every week here on this program. Ali, how are you? I'm doing great as long as I stay indoors. It's way too cold yeah. outside right now. It's one of these nasty this – is, this, this is – look, last week, as I mentioned, was beautiful and spectacular, right? Cool days, cold nights, beautiful sunshine during the day. This is one of the reasons why you want to stay inside for, for winter when it comes to New Orleans. No, we don't have the snow, but this is just nasty. This is especially terrible for people who own dogs, just like I do, and I've got three of them. Yeah. So I got to go on two separate trips when I walk them. Surprised the dogs want to go out. 
<laughs> I know mine Very runs true. out and runs in. So, you know, it is what it is. Look, before we get started, I, I, I've got one of our great listeners who listens each and every day uh, who, again, um, who, who asked me uh, to ask you uh, about the situation and what's going on with Najee Marshall and why he is not seeing time anymore. So, for Cliff, let's start off with that question. Sure. The easiest answer is that Najee Mar- Marshall has not earned the time. You know, he was given an opportunity early, and he didn't do much with those minutes. And that's when the Pelicans were off to that terrible 1-12 and start. And they had a lot of players underperforming. It's not just Najee. But Willie Green got a chance to pick and choose, right, on which guys would stay in the regular rotation. Unfortunately, he was one of the guys that got cut. But he wasn't the only one. Remember, Jackson Hayes was demoted to a third string. Trey Murphy is still currently out of the rotation. So it's not just Najee. But, again, you could tell. Najee is a different was it, she looked like a different player in training camp and preseason, even last year towards the last regular season but this for some this this season that confidence hasn't been there right he's not playing his game he's just making way too many mistakes and not really doing anything else for the pelicans honestly the numbers back it up well that said uh really really tough road trip so far again they just didn't show up in the first half against brooklyn they played much better in the second half they played i thought a a really good first three quarters against the Celts, and then the Celts just turned it on uh, in the fourth quarter to, to take to take them down this is a huge one tonight against the new york knicks uh in madison square garden uh talk a little bit about the road trip thus far yeah, so far it's been underwhelming, and that's been the case for them, Eric, every time they've gone up against the Eastern Conference. Right going into the night, they're 1-8 and eight on the road against the East. Uh, so that's been their bugaboo. They've improved this year playing games at home and against the Western Conference, but not the East, and can't really figure out why. Um, unfortunately, they're just not playing their best ball overall. And you mentioned the reasons why, right? Against Brooklyn, they got to a horrible start, and they admitted themselves they need to come out with better energy. Well, they did that, just that against the Boston Celtics, but they couldn't sustain it. And you could sense that tide changing when, honestly, Boston just started playing a lot more physical. Granted, they were flopping around, getting the refs kind of on their side in that game, but still, New Orleans didn't do nearly enough things that they could control, like, for instance, put the ball in the hoop, slow down um, Jason Tatum and uh, several other of their guys. And so, unfortunately, that led to a loss, and that's kind of been the recipe, like I said, against the East for them. How do you think they match up tonight against the New York Knicks? I like it. Last time out, the Pelicans played really gritty um, in, in a loss, a 123-117 loss, and they didn't have Brandon Ingram. They were right there toe-to-toe within two points with, the, I think, about three minutes left in that ball game before, you know, unfortunately they fell. But this time you just feel like the starting lineup is a solid unit. They've got Brandon Ingram, and Willie Green's got a rotation he largely can rely on now. So the, the Knicks – Julius Randle just hasn't been the same guy as last year. They're missing Derrick Rose, who seems to be a Pelicans killer more times than not. And they still haven't gotten Cam Reddish in uniform yet after their trade, so they're missing some bodies. And I feel like the uh, Pelicans can take advantage of that. New York's coming in on a two-game losing streak. And like I said, they've, it's not just Julius Randle. They overall, the team, have disappointed. And they're sitting currently 11th in the East, so this is a team that can be beat. 
Now, there, uh, uh, Christian Clark did an article this week. I'm sure you saw it on on uh, on Zion Williamson, his train the trainer, uh, training up in Portland. Uh, there still seem to be rumblings around the city and around the country about Zion being away from his team. You and I discussed this. Look, if he's getting the best care in Portland, I could care less. I just want him back on the court. Uh, what would your take is? Have you changed any in your mind any any way or for, or, or any fashion based on again the article that Christian wrote uh, this week? No, as far as Zion's future in New Orleans, no. Players, Eric, we've discussed this ad nauseum, as I'm sure you have on your own, that they, and especially the better players, have their own yes. guys they turn to, whether it's doctors, whether it's trainers. And that's what Zion's doing here. And he's got a guy that's actually pretty well-renowned, at least with the Utah Jazz. He spent five years there and grew really close to Donovan Mitchell and several other guys, and they've gone out of their way to publicly laud him with accolades. And so when you've got a guy like Donovan Mitchell, who he himself, I remember he twisted an ankle in the playoff uh, in the bubble. And you know who he went to go rehab with? It wasn't the team. He went to a guy named David Alexander out of Miami, who's well known for being Dwayne Wade's trainer once upon a time ago. So this to me, Jasper Bibbs, like I said, does not bother me at all. The only problem is, is if this guy truly had been with the Pelicans on, especially on some team flights, right, in November and December, why wasn't it announced maybe when Griff released that statement with the Pelicans mm-hmm. that he was going to go ahead and get away from the team to go work out in Portland? Why not give us that piece of information? Because now when it comes out, it looks like they were trying to hide it, right? It, doesn't, it just doesn't sit well, especially when you start talking about, oh, we had some we're, – we're lock and step. We're lock step with this guy, and we've got our own guys there with him, right? They were supposed to be with him through every step of the way. And yet the fact is nobody on the Pelicans payroll went with Zion to Portland. So like I said, just these small things that still bother me, right? The lack of yes. transparency is just not there, and I don't understand why. Because it does paint an ugly picture to where all these naysayers can run with it and say, look, there's a big problem. Zion's going to leave New Orleans soon. Including tonight. I mean, at least we don't have to hear the uh, the national correspondents talking about, again, Zion and the New York Knicks tonight. But again, because we'll be getting a, the local feed. But, you know, that gets that, that gets a little bit uh, nauseating at times to keep hearing this over and over again. Look, we talked a little bit about it last week. Now, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to revisit it again because, again, the trading deadline is coming up. Has it kind of opened up on who may be sellers and who may be buyers? And, again, we talked about C.J. McCollum, we, and I agree with you. I think he'd be a great addition to this team. But, you know, Boston, if anything, Boston proved, again, they need that other score. They need some help in the backcourt. Um, who, who, who are some teams that you think may be selling and maybe some players that may be on the, play, on the Pelicans' radar as we get closer to the trading deadline? Yeah, so you would hope there might be some more teams because, let's face it, they're right at 500 or just below in both conferences, and yet I don't think anybody's going to jump into that seller's market unless they sustain a major injury. I mean, you look at the two L.A. teams, but you know full well the Lakers with LeBron aren't going to be tossing into town now, and neither will Steve Ballmer, who owns the L.A. Clippers, right? So you expect them. And Minnesota, they're, even though they're a game under 500, this is going to be the first time they've been in the postseason in a while, so their fans are excited, right, just to make the play-in tournament, kind of like what New Orleans wants to do. And as you're right, for the East, Boston, boy, they desperately need somebody else to get that offense going whenever it hits snags. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been doing all the heavy lifting, but as we saw, they can't do it full-time. Um, so they definitely need to add somebody, and they, they're supposedly in the market for something what, what Pelicans are looking for, and that's guard help. And so – one guy I've circled that we haven't talked about yet, even though we both like C.J. McCollum, 
I think, honestly, that Karis Levert is a good name to circle. You know, he's mm-hmm. been rumored in the past of possibly coming to New Orleans in the Drew Holiday trade, if everybody remembers. Right. And, of course, he's got that connection with Trajan Langdon. And right now, he's playing terrific ball. I think, honestly, with his two-way ability, and he's shooting lights out right now for the last two months, showing that he's healthy and performing well, that he might be the kind of guy the Pelicans need. Because they don't only need a three-point scorer, Eric. They need a guy that can also – a three-point shooter. They also need a score. Because when Brandon Ingram or Valanciunas have a bad game, it seems like the Pelicans lose all those games. So they need another aggressive guy with that scoring mentality. I think Levert would – fit the bill because supposedly the Pacers they're only interested in a good young player and one first round pick that's a much smaller price to pay I think than maybe chasing a CJ McCollum or De'Aaron Fox yeah now if, if there would be a deal to be made who do you think that the, the Pacers would have an interest in on this roster speaking of young players I think it would be Jackson Hayes because they're very motivated to move Miles Turner and so I know that Rick Carlisle especially has always liked to have a shot blocking five I mean, he won a championship with Tyson Chandler back there next to Dirk Nowitzki. So I've got to think that he would like another guy back there, and they're not going to want to entrust Sabonis to do that, right? He's just better suited to be an offensive guy, play more of the four especially. So if you were to move Miles Turner, who are you going to turn to? And so I think Jackson Hayes might interest them. So you package him up, you make the salaries work by sending out Thomas Sadoransky, right? He's on expiring. And, and a first-round pick. And if it's not enough, maybe add some sweetener to it. Maybe add another pick. But I honestly don't want to see them move Trey Murphy. I think that kid, he's got to be given a chance because he's got that skill sure. set that I think is absolutely necessary here in New Orleans. And I don't think that they'd have an interest in Nikhil. You know, he's just been around for now three years, and he's kind of just stagnated, it feels like, right? You're not sure if he can become an even rotational NBA player. So I think, though, Jackson, he might have an interest because he has those flashes, Eric. Sure. Um, uh, 17.5 uh, for the rest of this year. Again, I guess it would be prorated based on half of the year. And then 18.7 next year for, for, for Levert. So you're not just doing a one-year rental there. You got him for the following year. Uh, so, and then I believe you have his bird rights after that. Am I right? Exactly. And see, Eric, the reason you like chasing him more, at least from my position, is you don't have to build deeper in your roster as if you're in New Orleans. And having to move, say, add a Josh Hart or somebody else, just to make salaries work to match McCollum or De'Aaron Fox in a trade, because those guys make a lot more than Levert. Oh, McCollum's making $30 million a year. He's at 30.8, 33.33 uh, next year, and then 35.8 the following year. So that's double the salary of, of Levert. Exactly. And, and you worry about whether he's worth it, right, for, for this right. team especially that has so many mm-hmm. holes, and you already got a max guy in B.I., and Down's going to be offered most likely that rich extension this coming summer. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, who do you like tonight and why? You know, I should say the Knicks, right, because I've already mentioned that Pelicans just don't beat the East on the road. But I've got right. a feeling that they're going to bounce back. You know, this team under Willie Green, yeah, they go through some lulls where they'll lose two or three games, but they always seemingly never quit, right? They don't die off, and then they go through a bad stretch for a month, right, or even a couple of weeks. So I feel like they're just due to break through the East against the East and these Knicks, as we talked about, they're kind of ripe for the picking. They're missing some key guys and they're just not playing good ball. Tell us about the bird rights, how folks can uh, check out everything you guys got going and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah. Follow us along over at SB nation. All one word, www.thebirdrights.com. We just did a new podcast yesterday. We're going to be doing another one this weekend. I'm going to attach to an article where I'm going to actually probably 
make Karis LeVert my favorite trade target for the Pelicans. Okay. And along with that, tomorrow I'm going to publish something on Josh Hart, who I'm sure a lot of people in New Orleans know he got awarded. His jersey was retired yesterday by Villanova. That was a really big great deal. honor. It was good to see. Yeah, it was a great honor and well deserved. Uh, who again was one of the one of uh, one of the great players in Villanova history, and that's a storied history in terms of college basketball. Without a doubt, Eric. Right. You know, hey, look, I, I love the fact that J- Jay Wright has mentioned that Josh mm-hmm. Hart and Kyle Lowry, the two that are really responsible for getting Villanova on the map. So that yeah. that speaks volumes. Well, I'm going to say right now, um, in hindsight, Pell's looking pretty good with the, with that Laker trade right now. I am too. Brandon Ingram looks. I mean, I, 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 to me, they, they won the trade. I mean, there's no other way around it. I mean, what yep. Davis has ended up doing there. Now they won a championship in a COVID-shortened season, but uh, and maybe they can say we got our championship. But at the same time, uh, the assets that 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 that, that were that, that were given that they got back, and you know the way that again both and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart are playing uh, just out of sight. Yeah, and Eric, what are the Lakers going to do right now after making that trade? They have no assets. And now they've right. got Russell Westbrook on their books. I honestly mm-hmm. don't see a good scenario for LeBron. If I'm him, I'm tempted to ask out or just flat out leave, honestly, because mm-hmm. I don't see how the Lakers can vastly improve that roster. Well, you know he likes to chase a trophy, so that would not shock me in the very least at all. Exactly. <laughs> would not shock me at all, no doubt. Always appreciate your time, my friend. Absolutely. Likewise, Eric. You have a good one. You too, bud. I like to sell the bird rights. Hey, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, I was talking to a friend today, had Burkhardt come out to the house. He's got a problem with the heating system. Uh, they said we went through it, thoroughly inspected everything for him, gave him the bad news. So what's happening, Burkhardt's coming out tomorrow, going to give him all his options in terms of, again, uh, getting a new heating and air conditioning system for his home. Uh, in it, he's going to get a 25% energy, energy reduction guarantee. Uh, he's going to save money each and every month uh, when it comes to his electric bill. Also, again, financing is available. He can finance that over time. And then he's got Burkhardt standing behind the work. First of all, treating his home like their home. Look, it's, 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 it's nothing easy when you go in and you change out an AC system and a heating system and the duct work and, and go to, again, the, 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 go to the links that Burkhardt does to make sure, again, everything is done right, done correctly. And, again, you're a satisfied customer. Uh, but again, remember, authorize to sell some of the top brands in the industry and then 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call uh, before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust. Having problems with your heater system? Again, you need, uh, you need some help? Call my friends at Burkhart, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and also the Hideout Bar. All are open seven days a week. All are open late. All, again, are, uh, are giving you an opportunity to enjoy a Bourbon Street balcony. Uh, Mambo's, also, again, Old New Orleans Cookery on Bourbon Street. And, of course, always just steps off Bourbon Street when it comes to Oceana Grill parking. Uh, and, of course, open uh, during the Metairie Parade routes at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. We'll be right back with Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com. Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. 
all season long. Set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Panera. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Sign up on the Panera app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. Availability and pricing may vary. Delays remain solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays stretching from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to Power on the 610 on the westbound side your delays are solid right at canal boulevard and on the eastbound side from elysian fields to the 10610 merge look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past elysian fields to the high rise and in the meantime look out for accidents on your surface streets barone at josephine and also south liberty at washington i'm at robinson broadcasting from the attorney mike brandner traffic center Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Thank you. 
Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, uh, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Auto Works. They do it all, and I mean do it all. I mean they do it all. Simple oil chains, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance. How about a brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust system or suspension system, suspension system, pardon me. Also, if you've got uh, problems with your climate control or cooling or electronic systems, they are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, they are truly a one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. And, of course, don't forget the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, something for everyone's budget. Wheels and tires with 30 inches. Financing is available. Of course, ASC certified technicians, highest certification in the in the industry. And then, of course, the latest diagnostic equipment that, that, that you get at the dealership, you get it over at Southern Tire and more. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for you, their customer. As I've said many, many times before, and I'm a lifelong New Orleanian, you don't hang around in this town. Your business will not stay open in this town since 1972 unless you're treating your customers right. Want a company you can trust when it comes to your automobile? Uh, think Southern Tire, Hickory Airline and Mentory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. All right, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. I'll tell you about Mambo's. Really excited about it. Uh, really the first Mardi Gras we're going to have with Mambo's open. Three floors of, um, uh, of, I'll tell you, incredible dining, which is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, bar none. Uh, the Bader Brothers went in, took an old falling apart strip club that was nothing but problems on Bourbon Street, getting constantly closed, people getting arrested on the news constantly, and they turned it into this beautiful restaurant. Uh, the first floor, dining. You can dine in an authentic, authentic French Quarter courtyard. Uh, uh, again, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Also, again, a bar uh, right there for you to be able to dine, have a few cocktails. Then you go to the second floor. Uh, there's a bar there. Bourbon Street uh, balcony that's right there for you. A lot of seating to be able to, again, to dine on, on, on their great menu. And then you go to the third floor, and it's the rooftop bar. That's right. The Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Uh, a, a bar that, that is adjacent to that, to that rooftop um, uh, uh, area. And I'm telling you right now, uh, fantastic sight lines. You've never seen uh, the, the city from the sight lines that you'll see from, from our friends over at Mambo's. Uh, it's a great time for, again, a romantic getaway, your next event. Maybe you're trying to close out a client, delicious family, uh, a meal with family. Don't forget Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Incredible, incredible, incredible cocktails. Uh, lunch and dinner seven days a week, and they are open late. Right next door is, is the Hideout Bar, where, again, they have live music, great cocktails, food as well. You can really just make it an, an evening uh, just right there in the, in the 400 block of Bourbon Street between Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. Again, MamboNola.com is where you find out more. Make your next memory 
in the French Quarter in New Orleans at Mambo's. All right, let's um, let's get back to some content here. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit to our good friend. First of all, thanks to Ali Cassell for joining us in the program. Let's talk to our good friend uh, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com, uh, working on uh, just finishing his Skip Bertman book. Got another great article out. I forwarded that on our social media platforms today. Glenn, how are you? Good, good, Eric. How are you? Doing great, Glenn. Then before we get started, uh, you've been working so hard on this book. I can't wait for it to come out. Give us a little tease. <laughs> well, it's long. It's a, it's not designed to be in, read in one sitting. That's for sure. Uh, but it's uh, you know you can you can read it for a little while, put it away, and, and, and pick it back up uh, because you know there's there's uh, separate eras in the in the book. Obviously, uh, each national championship has a chapter. And, and then there's a couple of chapters on Skip as athletic director and uh, his, his early years in Miami as well. And just a lot of player interviews, uh, key players over the years like uh, Ben McDonald and, and Warren Morris, who Warren Morris wrote the forward to the book, which is a really the guy can write as well as many writers out there, I tell you. And um, hopefully... Hopefully it'll it'll uh, remind you of the of the way it was in the old box and and uh, their mm-hmm. their consistent trips to uh, to Omaha and because um, there's a lot of detail. Uh, for example, you remember the center fielder Cedric Harris on the 2000 national championship team? Yep. He uh, he actually broke his finger in batting in the first inning. And, and played with two broken fingers. And, you know, that never got out. And uh, he talks about that at, at length. They, they, they cut a hole in his batting glove and gave him some Advil. And he said it was painful, as you can imagine. But, uh, and, and Trey Hodges was also, he was the winning pitcher in that game. He was, he was sore from previous games. He was on some Advil. But uh, it, it was fun to do. It took a long time. It, it was fun to do. I, I think the it, it's geared toward the the LSU baseball fan, obviously, uh, because it's a niche sport. But I, I think those people who know LSU will, will be happy mm-hmm. with it. Glenn, uh, when when will it be out? And, and uh, when where do you think folks? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be on the internet and also again uh, at uh, bookstores. And I'm sure you'll be out around uh, between Baton Rouge, New Orleans, and around the state signing the book as well, right? Right, and we'll be in the in the southeast too, and and uh, Omaha as well. Uh, it'll be in Barnes and Noble stores, uh, hopefully in in uh, March or April. You know, while okay. just just as the uh, college baseball postseason is is starting. Fantastic! Looking forward to it, my man. I know you worked hard on it. We've been waiting for it for a while, and I'm I'm glad you finally got it together. I know that Skip's probably glad you got it together as well, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah, Skip. Yeah. Uh, Knows how to put pressure on people in a I nice bet. way. Yes, I bet. No, I he bet. was great. He was great. And oh, doing d- well. To have the access you had, it's gonna. Be, I, I can't wait. It's gonna be incredible. It really is. Well, I'm I, looking that, forward that's to a it. Good point. Skip was, uh, you know, he lives obviously in, in, in Baton Rouge, and, and he mm-hmm. was great. And, and the players, obviously, all the players love talking about Skip and love talking about their championships and so forth. So, yeah, it was it was great access, no question. Yep, no doubt. Again, we'll be looking for the name of the book is? Uh, Skip Bergman, Everything Counts. There you go. There you go. 
everything counted last night for the LSU basketball Tigers. They lost 60-57 to to, um, to Alabama. Look, Pinson's missing. They, they, they lose days. Uh, I, I give, I give uh, 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 Will Wade a lot of credit for, again, standing up for his team. Uh, he did spark them again when it went on a 14-1 run there. Just not enough. They just they seem to be missing something offensively. When, uh, when, when, you know, when they don't get, I guess, the big three scoring like they need to. 70-67 is the, the loss. Um, but, but, yeah, they, they uh, you know, they're a gutsy team, man. They, they uh, you know, they were missing Pinson. They lost various days in the first half. Uh, Gaines and Brandon Murray hit some key threes to bring them back late in the game, their defense has been consistent all year. They have one of the best defenses in the nation. They um, helped hold Alabama to 0 for 15 from the three in the second half. That really got them in the game. Alabama also missed like five straight free throws down the stretch to help them get back in the game too. But, um, you know, they definitely missed Pinson. I mean, they're making a lot of turnovers, not a lot of assists. But right. even when they're at full strength, you know, one of the few weaknesses on the team, they, they don't really have that go-to scorer like Cameron last year, you know, and Javante right. Smart. Uh, they, they they got a lot of guys that can score okay and and and, and get around 10 points or so, but they, they don't they don't have that, that major scorer. No, they don't. I mean, even though, again, Tyree Eason has been incredible. He has. Yeah, he had a great game last night. He had a career high and, you know, picked up the slack of days and, you know, days is up and down. Like he just mm-hmm. had like no points on, on Saturday or two points. Uh, but, but Eason is, is really strong. I mean, they, when they, when they get healthy again, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to be one of the top three teams in the league. Oh, I, I agree with that. Again, it, you know, Gaines has been has been getting more playing time. Obviously, again, you look at uh, Brandon Murray's been getting more playing time. You know, that's all that's going to help down down the line. Here. Look, we saw Sharif O'Neal come in against Florida and play very very well. Uh, you know, we've seen Wilkerson at times. So, look, I think they got some depth. I just think that that they they. See, I don't want to say offense is their Achilles heel, but they they seem to have to work harder on offense than 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 most teams. And defensively, uh, they're as good as they get, not just in the SEC but in the nation. Exactly, exactly, and and that's a little different, you know. His his past teams weren't weren't great on defense, but uh, this one is, and and I mean, really, they they've lost three games, and they really could only have one loss. You know, Auburn blew them out when they mm-hmm. when they came out and missed a bunch of threes early and got behind, didn't catch up. You know, lack of discipline, sloppy play is something they do a little too much. That that's why they blew the lead against Arkansas, got outscored seventeen to two. Right. Down the stretch, and like five turnovers in the last eight minutes. They got a hundred turnovers in six SEC games and only fifty-six assists. So that that's not that's not good offense. Um, and um, you know they they played a little sloppy last night at times. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just go too fast. And um, you know I think Pinson will, will remedy that when when he comes back. But they could you know they they could have won last night. They should have beat Arkansas, and they don't only have one loss right now. Yeah, I thought the same. Uh, your your article this week is is about um, Auburn and Kentucky uh, squaring off. Talk a little bit about it. Well, I mean, Bruce Pearl uh, at Auburn has just done a miraculous job, and they they've gotten past the uh, the NSA investigation, and uh, they uh, 
should probably should be number one right now. They're they're number two. If they beat Kentucky Saturday, which is number twelve, um, you know they probably will be number one on on Monday. I would think um, uh, Gonzaga is number one, um, but uh, after Baylor lost, and you know Kentucky's playing really well too. I mean that, that's going to be a great game at the noon on CBS. Uh, Kentucky struggled uh, early and and really midway in the second half last night before they took a lead for the first time at A&M. They were able to pull out that victory. Uh, But then, you know, Kentucky's, their last loss was to uh, LSU. So, um, you know, this, this, this is two teams that LSU can play with and, uh, and and we'll probably meet again in the FCC tournament or somewhere. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great game. And then LSU plays Tennessee, which is ranked 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, five o'clock Saturday, so it's going to be a big. Now they, they went straight to Knoxville, right, because of weather exactly. concerns last night. Right, right. They uh, they couldn't get home last night, so instead of coming home today, and then going right back to Knoxville to uh, the, the uh, instead of going home tomorrow and then going right, right. back to Knoxville on Saturday, uh, they uh, they decided to stay in. So that, that's a smart thing, and, and they did that last year when they went from mm-hmm. the SEC tournament to the NCAA tournament. But, you know, they need to get Finson back, and they, they may have uh, days back. He's apparently got a minor sprained ankle, so possibly he could be back, though I would think he might not be back till next week. But hopefully they'll get Finson back Saturday. That's the one they need. They need, they need the point guard. They definitely need the point guard. Um, LSU football, uh, Cortez Hankton comes over as the wide receiver coach from, again, the, world, from, uh, the uh, national championship of Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, some are saying this is, this is one of the top, uh, staffs in in all of college football. What he what, what Kelly's been able to put together on on really again really in a short time. Uh, you've examined this staff. How good do you think they are? Well, I really like the two coordinators, um, House and and the uh, former Cincinnati offensive coordinator. They got a good quarterback coach from Louisiana Tech. Um, you know, I, I think the the key things is the coordinator. Um, you know, the other assistants, I mean, you can kind of go either way on those. Those guys got to recruit. They're, they're young, but the, uh, you know, House is a, is a uh, he's in the NFL. He was a defensive, he was, he was with the Chiefs, he, linebackers coach. He was the defensive coordinator at Kentucky under Stoops. You know, that's, uh, and the offensive coordinator coached a long time with, with Kelly and Cincinnati has, um, you know, been a very good offense. So th- these are, these are definitely right off. They're, they're better hires than the last few at those positions that Coach O had. So, uh, and it, you know, it took them a while to get them, but, but you know, that that's the most. Those are the two most important things a new coach does, more so than recruiting. Right when right when they come in, uh, and and I think he did a good job getting both of those. Uh, well, as far as LSU goes, and when the transfer portal. Uh, I don't know who made these, put these rankings up there, but they have them. They have them as the number one team coming out of the transfer portal. How do you think they did? Well, you know, the uh, the transfer portal is a lot of backups becoming backups. You know, I mean, by definition, they're they're transferring ninety nine percent of the time because they're a backup. So it's it's hard to tell. Now, graduate transfers were you know were a little a little different because they were older and more experienced, but, but still Joe Burrow was a backup. He, he happens to be one of the great ones. 
uh, a lot of LSU's transfers, you know, people don't remember them because they didn't uh, they didn't pan out. So it's really you know you don't and you know you can say the same thing about recruiting, but in in recruiting, you know, they have the the star rankings, and those are usually actually pretty accurate. They've gotten better over the years. You you really don't have a lot to to go on with with these transfers. So it's kind of a wait and see thing. But the good thing is they got the numbers, you know, and even if they're not that good or they're average players, you know, LSU needed numbers of, of any kind to fill up their roster. And, you know, they've done some good ones. I mean, they got a back from Penn State, a punter from Notre Dame. So, so you're, mm-hmm. you're hoping that uh, Brian Kelly can, can tap those Midwestern uh, recruiting sources, yes. particularly for offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. You know, and and um, but he's got he's got a job to do, man. They, you know, they got their rosters in in rough shape. Uh, but you know, down the road is is when we'll when we'll know. I mean, I don't see him doing better than eight wins this year. I mean, that would be a great job by him, especially after all the defections. Come on, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that, and of course, we still have to see what's going to happen in the national signing day, which again is what the first week of February. So. Uh, you know, they still got yeah. a couple couple guys that are on there. Yeah, because they only signed 13 in, in the early mm-hmm. period, and, and that's one reason why they're getting so many transfers in. Right. Uh, and, you know, used, the last couple of years with the early signing period, the second signing date has been very anticlimactic. But mm-hmm. for a team like LSU, it, it's it's more important than, than it was in the past. Glenn, uh, what you got coming up for us on OutKick? Um, well, uh, more on the, uh, the, uh, LSU Tennessee game on, on Saturday. Uh, there's a story up there now on, on Wade's, uh, reaction to the goaltending no call last night in the, right. in the video that is, uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, but, uh, and just, just a lot more basketball coverage as, as that season heating up. And, you know, the SEC, um, I mean, it's, it's probably the best league in the, in the nation again, you know, and yeah. just, just a few years ago, you couldn't say that. So, mm-hmm. you know, Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas A&M, sure. LSU, Auburn, all very good teams. Alabama, too. No, no. Yep. No, it's a deep, it's a deep league. No doubt about it. At, at LSU beat tweet on Twitter. Thank you, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Okay. Thank you. Glenn Gilbo of OutKick. Uh, don't forget again about my friends at Burkhart. If, you're, if your uh, heating system is broken, if you can't get it up and running, if you haven't, have an inspe- haven't had it inspected by a professional and you're feeling like you need to get that done, call my friends at Burkhart. They'll be working. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And again, a truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. For your heating needs, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. 
Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Mentory by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. A new year comes with new excitement, new ambitions, new milestones. Is this the year you pop the question, have a child? Celebrate a major anniversary. At Diamonds Direct, we're here for you, now more than ever. With our vast selection of exquisite hand-picked diamonds, our world-renowned designer jewelry collections, our industry-leading warranties and guarantees, and our people. People with a passion for helping you mark any occasion with something that's both meaningful and timeless. And our commitment to providing exceptional value is stronger than ever in the new year. Whether you're just starting out on a tight budget or whether you're splurging on that 30th anniversary gift, Diamonds Direct will make sure you get the price that you expect from America's premier direct diamond importer. Welcome to a new year and welcome to Diamonds Direct, where extreme value combines with the ultimate luxury shopping experience to create that truly magical moment for the milestones in your life. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue, across from Lakeside Mall. Wanna have a seafood boil? Don't know what to do. Hey there, it's Jeremy Shriver, owner of Nola Boils and Catering. Have you booked your on-site crawfish catering event yet? Well, now's the time. Whether you're entertaining a small group of family or friends or hosting a large annual corporate event, Nola Boils is prepared to come straight to you. Need on-site catering, charboiled oysters, beverages, tables, tents, chairs? We handle it all. It's crawfish time, y'all. Call us at 504-782-6070. You book it, we cook it. NolaBowls.com. All right, welcome back. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, also, again, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana has breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at one of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. I want to thank Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Ali Cassell, Glenn Gilbo for joining us on the program. I want to thank Rudy back at studio producing. Tomorrow's the William Grant family of Stills Friday Extravaganza. Mike Vazan will join us on the program. We'll possibly have George Laurian as well. We'll have another guest. So, again, stay tuned for that. 
Coming up next on, on TV, on WLE TV, is uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Renee Nato of CrestedSports.com is my guest. And coming up next right here on 106.1 FM is a Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Kenny Trahan. Thanks to our great sponsors. Uh, please support the sponsors sponsor our program. Thanks to Spoil for supporting those sponsors. Thanks for listening to the program. And, of course, thanks, as always, for those that listen either on the airwaves or on the podcast. Certainly appreciate your time today. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. Stay warm. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm Eric Asher. See you tomorrow. From the dog catcher, the governor, they all got to go. Better do that right.